Along with individual experts, Surgeon Masters brings you life improvement strategies in 10 minutes. These proven principles and strategies are easy to learn and can be applied immediately, allowing you to practice your best. Here's your host, Jeff Smith. Welcome to the Surgeon Masters mini podcast, everyone. I have with me our guest, contributor Carla McLaren. Carla is an award-winning author and social science researcher. She's also the author of The Art of Empathy, A Complete Guide to Life's Most Essential Skill. And she's the developer of Healthy Empathy Program for Health and Healing Professionals. So that's why we keep going back to you, Carla. We need your guidance in this area. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jeff. I'm glad to be here. So on this episode, we were hoping to learn more about the tremendous challenge of dealing with emotions in work and healthcare. Can you give us some guidance on this? There is a lot of compassion fatigue and empathic burnout occurring in the healthcare workplace. And the community hasn't quite figured out what's going on yet. What I'm seeing is that the leading cause of this burnout and fatigue, besides not being in a healthy workplace, you know, not being able to control what you're doing or control your time is what I call unsupported emotion work. And this is a concept that comes from sociologist Arlie Hochschild. She calls it emotional labor or emotion work. And it's anything we do to manage our own emotions or the emotions of others in the context of getting our work done. In high empathy demand professions like medicine and and counseling, The emotion work can be constant, but there's almost no awareness of it and no support of it. So people are doing a lot of work and getting themselves tired out, but they can't sort of track back and find out where was this overwork happening? What happened to me? Because it wasn't a bad day. You know, I'm not sweating. Why am I so exhausted? So getting an awareness of emotion work can help people realize what they're doing and when and why. And I think that Many people that go into the healthcare profession or professions really anticipate much of the work of knowing mm-hmm. that there's connectedness with people and that these are challenges and kind of excited about it. And so when they're doing it, they are sort of full in would be my concept. And I wonder if this is a form of chronic emotion work or chronic overuse of our emotion work. I, you know, what's your thought mm-hmm. on that? Yeah, I would say yes, because I don't think we treat emotion work as work. We don't treat it as important. It is sort of, well, it's just being nice, you know, sort of just being a good person or a healer. We don't talk about the fact that we are sort of doing a performance of our emotions for the benefit of others. It's not a fake performance. It's real. But it takes energy. It takes time. And it can be tiring. I mean, we all know some relationships can be tiring to us. And in the context of healing people or doing that kind of work with people who are in deep emotional, perhaps, distress, then our emotion work is going to be even more intense than it is for sort of everyday situations. So becoming aware of that emotion work, knowing that it exists and that we're doing it can be really helpful. And we can sort of stop, take a moment of the day and saying, ah, all right, so that person was angry and afraid. And I was doing a lot to calm down the situation. It was work. And it can really help people to be able to just name it and say it out loud. Well, you're making a lot of sense to me. And it's a relief to have you say that it's work because I think it's the way I've always felt. 
I'm not mm-hmm. sure that I can say that I've necessarily acknowledged it as work, but I, I think that's where you're helping me get to. So thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. And I think if we don't acknowledge it as work, then we can't really bring any skills to it or consciousness or mindfulness or anything because we can't identify it as such. Right. And being able to identify it, I mean, there's a number of research studies that show that just saying the name of an emotion to yourself when you're feeling it can calm down your whole organism, just saying the name. And so if we can just say the name, I just did emotion work in the area of calming down someone's anxiety, right? I did a pretty good job, thank you. You know, just that can bring awareness and consciousness to this work. Well, and you remind me of sort of a social media conversation I've had with a group of people about the stress of when you you walk into that work environment in your system and somebody's already challenging you and it hits your emotion and you know whether that's anger, frustration or something that you all of a sudden feel and then you're in this internal battle in your head of you know how do I control my response because that emotion is in some sense overwhelming and I think that's true in mm-hmm patient encounters where, oh my gosh, this emotion is intense. But I don't know that we're acknowledging that work. No, it generally no. And I've been interested in workshops when I talk about emotion work. People perk up. They went, oh, I've been doing a lot of, I do a lot of emotion work. you know, And um, then they can talk about it openly. Whereas without that t- concept and that name, people would just sort of you know, walking around, hitting the walls, not knowing what's going on. So what are some next steps? What can they do the, to handle all this uh, emotion work? It's very important when you can to get in the moment and downregulate. So you can stop, breathe, name the emotion or the emotions, and breathe again. So if you can take this quick, simple break, you can stop yourself from sort of barreling forward into more unconscious emotion work. It can help you bring a mindful cognitive pause so that you can stop and identify what you're doing. And this seems simple, but it's an amazing um, shift in the way that we've been taught to not think about this as work at all, right? To be able to say, I'm doing some work mm-hmm. right now. And yeah, let me, let me see how it is that I'm doing it. And so you can bring your cognition to it instead of just sort of being drawn in emotionally and maybe not knowing you have a choice. Right. And whether you're being drawn in or trying to suppress it, right? I think you're giving an yeah. alternative to those two, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of sort of like a quick mindfulness. Get in the moment, name the emotions, see what you're doing. It's a way to sort of protect yourself from fatigue and burnout. So something very simple as just trying to put a name to that emotion. And I know you talk about that work. I think that's uh, awesome and spectacular. That's one way to sort of simplify, make your mind process that. What other things help in that process? I think inserting a cognitive pause with stopping and breathing, because for a lot of people, emotions feel overwhelming and they don't realize they have a choice. And there's also been a lot of research showing that the more words you have for emotions, the better you are with them, just having a better vocabulary. So that if you can say, well, that person was slightly anxious, a little bit frustrated and somewhat fatigued, right? You can become more and more articulate about emotion. And this also helps your organism calm down because instead of feeling, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed, 
you can say, oh, that is the anxiety and fatigue of another person. And this is what I'm dealing with. It can really help center you. You said it awesome. But once again, I'm going to have you help us out and just nail it again with a brief description of the challenge. So if you're feeling any kind of fatigue or burnout starting, stop, breathe, name the emotion or emotions and breathe again. Just put a cognitive pause in there. Thank you so much, Carla. You're wonderful at this and I appreciate you being here. There you have it. In less than 10 minutes, this is Jeff Smith along with Carla McLaren until the next episode of Life Improvement Strategies for the Surgeon Who Wants More. Ciao. Now, take 10 minutes and put your plan into action to practice your best.